What's up? It's a Vinny Rock Podcast. What's going on, guys? Holy smokes. It's been an interesting, interesting few days just sitting in front of the computer hustling some stuff. But uh, obviously, you know, this uh, podcast wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for a couple sponsors to help me keep the lights on. Uh, Warfighter Tobacco, obviously the one and only Warfighter Tobacco. If you guys have not had the new Warfighter Tobacco uh, cigars from Nicaragua, you guys are missing out. A lot of the old ones are now... Uh, on discount, you can go find those, but there's people that tried the ones originally, like tried the earlier ones, and they're like, eh, they're all right. If you're one of those people, I promise you, you will not be disappointed with the new cigar line that we have now. Um, obviously, you got to start somewhere, and the company started somewhere, and uh, we started from the bottom, and, and we're, we're, we're making our way up, if you will. So check out Warfighter Tobacco. You guys know uh, 10% code VinnyRock will get you 10% off your uh, your order of Warfighter Tobacco cigars. Uh, if you're in the mood to, man, be fancy, check out the Victory Cigar. Uh, it's a really good blend. Actually, right after this podcast, I'm going to step outside and smoke another uh, Rocco blend. These are the Maduro blends that we are trying. I still have to find the one that I want to pinpoint, and it will be my signature cigar. I'm also working on the design right now to try and get that uh, to you guys, my own personal cigar signature series, Rocco. And everyone's going in, in the Warfighter team will be eventually have their own cigar out there, so it's not just I'm not special. I'm just, just the guy that uh, probably getting there first, but... Like I said, Warfighter Tobacco, if you guys have not tried the recent blends, you have to try them. They're fucking amazing. Uh, you will be impressed, and you will be proud of what the boys at Warfighter are doing. Again, 10% code. Check it out. I think it might be even 11% code. Check it out. It's uh, Vinny Rock. Uh, another one of our sponsors is Beard.com. I've been going really hard in the paint. I've been uh, actually trying to grow this business. Uh, you know, like I said, I just finally took over and started really doing it myself with uh, my partner, and uh, things are going. You know, Beard.com. Check out Beard.com. Uh, I believe Rocco is going to be a 10% off. You guys want to try that? Uh, we got from Shave Stuff. We got El Vato, my favorite, the pomade, uh, up on the site now. Uh, we got shampoos, conditioners, everything you need for your men's grooming. And if you need anything else, let us know. I can put razors on on the website. We can. We definitely got some straight edge, uh, some straight razors. We have some safety razors. If you guys have never shaved without a safety razor, I'm telling you, you can go to Black Ops Grooming, or actually, I'll put them on the site for Beard.com as well. Either way, if you're interested, you let me know. Uh, I'll make it happen. Uh, another new podcast uh, sponsor I'm excited about is Combat Flags. You guys, if you guys have not seen these, these are these Combat Flags. They're pretty sweet looking. Um, uh, our partners at Combat Flag is Combat underscore Flags is the Instagram, so you can kind of check it out. They do all kinds of cool flags. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. From Army ones, the Navy ones, the Marine ones. I mean, you just got all these different styles that fit who you are. Um, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a proud owner of one of these. They have several other items you can go check out on the website. Go check them out at combatflags.com. Combatflags.com. I, I think these guys are just great. Uh, you know, I took them on as a sponsor because I just like what they're doing. Another veteran-owned company just doing their thing. And so I support them in their endeavors in business. Uh, we've gone back and forth on, on helping each other on a few business things as well. So you guys check them out. Combat underscore flags on Instagram. Check them out. Combatflags.com. Promo code Vinny Rock for 10% off. 
Oh my goodness. There's also, you guys know Will Peach Chocolate, obviously a personal fave. I got to stop eating the chocolate. I'm trying to lose weight right now. And uh, so I'll take a piece of chocolate here and there. Sometimes I'll just put it in my protein shake. Little added sugars uh, never killed you. They kind of do. It kills you sometimes. But Willie Pete's chocolates, they're fucking amazing. Like I said, he's got some new ones out there. You got to try them. Uh, if you're a fan of chocolate, trust me, hit this dude up. He makes them in his little garden of eating he has back there of all kinds of crazy peppers and uh, all homegrown stuff. So check him out. Again, that's Willie Pete's chocolate. Oh my goodness, I don't even know what else to say, man. I'm, I'm done. I'm spent. Uh, True North, we can talk about True North at the end. So I kind of posted and asked, like, what do you guys want me to talk about this week? I kind of have some time to, to record. Uh, I don't, again, I'm, I might have my tattoo buddy come in on Friday. I might have um, Jess from True North Motocrome coming in later tonight so we can record another one. Um, but there's some cool subjects you guys want me to talk about. The reason I don't record as much because I just don't want to sit up here and fucking talk bullshit. I want to actually try and find some stuff for you that, that uh, you guys are interested in hearing. Um, it's funny. A lot of people always want me to talk about the transition stuff. The interesting thing about that is I feel like I've talked it enough, but I think people are missing some of the stuff. So uh, I don't I don't know. Like... I guess the one one thing I am going to answer, uh, several people asked about transitioning, right? And, and when did I know I was over the hurdle? I don't think, personally, transitioning out of the military, you're ever over the hurdle, right? I think we're always going to sit back and remember the days when we were cool as fuck, right? I just posted a, a picture today on Instagram, and um, it was a picture of me in Afghanistan in the back of a Humvee or a GMV, whatever the heck you want to call it, and saying, you know, that lifestyle is addicting and, and it is right. You're surrounded by, by studs who want nothing more than complete a mission, a world totally focused around the success of a team, which inadvertently is can potentially lead to the success of a nation living day to day, knowing tomorrow is not guaranteed. Then to come home and try and slow down. You're trying to slow down a soul that's used to going 110 miles per hour as an adult. And this is, this is interesting when I say that. So, so I'll go back to why I said that. Simulation can be a fickle beast, meaning uh, it's it's not easy, um, you know. But but to find yourself again, you know, and find a new direction, it's an amazing journey. Essentially, is what pretty much I put in this post, and you know, it didn't get a lot of traction, which I can give two fucks. I think it's just uh, the idea behind that is transitioning is not easy, but the journey is is amazing because imagine this: a lot of the people that join the military um, join young, right? You got a lot of guys that are seventeen, eighteen joining. And the 17 and 18-year-olds, I still think, are in a position. There's very few guys at 18 know who the fuck they are, right? They, they, they don't really know who they are. They don't really know what they represent. They don't know the deep, deep burning passion that they have as an individual. There's very few that have that, right? There's, a, there's some. There's some that know what they, what they want to be at a young age, and they, and they strive to do that. But a lot of these guys get made, and they built, and they form themselves in the military. You, you learn, you know how to grow up and be a man in basic. I can't even tell you how many privates I've shown how to shave their face the right way, right? I, I can't tell you how many privates, went, as a drill sergeant, I've sat there and talked them through their first breakup from their high school sweetheart, right? And so imagine this, a bunch of kids, a bunch of, and I like to call them babies, right? A bunch of babies, and not in the bad sense, I'm talking little kids, are getting raised by the army or the military definition of what, what a... What a a being is right and what a person should be in in society and these are young impressionable souls right these are young impressionable people that that believe 
you know, uh, in the mission and which is great. Right. That's why you have such, that's why America is such a great military, right? We have fucking a bunch of young studs that get in there and they fucking believe in the mission. They believe in America and they believe what it stands for. In doing so, you, you don't really get to form your own opinion on what society is about. You really don't kind of get to create who you are. And you'll see that a lot of young privates, they, they their first paycheck out of basic training, they start buying these weird-ass clothes because they finally get to the chance to express in their own light. And then they go through these weird phases. It's these phases of trying to figure yourself out. As young adults, we get to do that before joining the military. But the young guys who join the military early on don't have that. And so then you're telling them to do four years, eight years, whatever, the military, every day knowing what they're going to put on during the day for work, knowing what they're going to wear after work, uh, very basic, you know, you know, very basic lifestyle. You've been used to people telling you what to do, how to wake up, what your motivation is and what direction you need to go for four years, for eight years, for six years. And then you get out of the military and you don't have that NCO sitting there driving you, right? You don't have that, that, that that first sergeant with a with a mission with a big mission statement of what the plan is you don't have essentially a mission for yourself like what's the big picture what are we working towards you don't have a training schedule you don't have someone that's going to feed you and you don't have someone that's going to pay you first and 15th and so you let these young dudes get out of the military and have no real uh training to get into the civilian world and accept that, right? It's it's almost like I've said that before in in the podcast I just did with um with with uh with Marcus Luttrell and and David was was talking about how you know you you essentially you're mourning a death of a career, you're mourning your death of your military career, and you're having to go through the stages of mourning essentially. And in doing so, you start to have hope. You have to find yourself because if you don't, then you you see that they're lost. And so guys try and do construction. Guys will try and do car sales and drive. You'll go through these things, right? And so for me personally, what I went through, I actually started selling medical supplies because it was the fastest job I can find. And then from there, I went into corrections. And I wanted to stay away from guns because for some reason, I was like, ah, I'd rather do the firefighting route. So then, so then I started doing the corrections thing, and then I'm, you know, I get to shoot a gun here and there. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I end up going during the same period of time. I'm transitioning back into the military, but in the reserves, and so that was a hard thing for me. I kind of had kept my foot in the door by joining the reserves, and but it's different, right? Because I come from a background of Ranger Battalion, where rank structure and care of equipment and neatness of dress and all these things are very important things. And I showed up and, and the drill sergeant units was a little bit more lax than I'm used to. Rank, different rank structures are talking to each other like in the same platforms. So it just threw me off. And I hated it. I hated life at that point. I hated that I felt I could be doing more with myself if I stayed in four more years. And uh, and so it, that was my transition. I was having trouble. Uh, like I said, uh, the fear of missing out. I missed out on a lot of de- on a couple of deployments that I wish I was part of. Uh, you know, lost a few friends that I wish I was there to... I don't even know say help. I just, I wish I was a part of the mission. And then, you know, I started to doing the fire training and I thought the fire department was going to be what it was for me. So I took two years of fire science classes from vehicle extrication courses for wildland fire to fitness for firefighter to fire one and two to EMT to everything you can think of. I did ride alongs. I tested for several different fire departments in Arizona. Uh, at one point I was actually the number one candidate for Tucson fire. And this is in 2008. I still have the email for it. And a uh, hiring freeze slowed everything down. So the hiring freeze shut, shut down for about one year, which threw me back into the loop and I had to retest again. 
which all these stupid little fucking hiccups were miserable for me, right? I felt like life was not going my way. I kept thinking like, why the fuck do I keep getting shit on? Why do I not have a job? Why can't I get hired with the fire department? I have a father who is a career firefighter, a brother who is a firefighter, but me myself can't seem to get my foot in the door. And I have a pretty solid background, especially with the military, thinking that the military was going to help much. Um, and so I started working for an independent fire department. And what I did there was... Uh, it's called Regional Fire, which is really small. The first fire I went to was pretty much, it was already engulfed, uh, it was a fully engulfed house. We just kind of sat there and, uh, and and made sure that it didn't catch any other house. I forget, I forget what you call that. But um, um, all we did was just make sure it didn't catch any other houses. And so it was pretty crazy. I was watching it thinking like, man, this is going to be exciting. Me coming from the background, it was, I was an infantryman in the military. Just so we're all clear. A lot of guys think I was a medic. No, I wasn't a medic until I joined the Border Patrol Special Operations. That's when I became a medic. Now, as an infantryman with the with the Ranger Battalion, on the days off of Afghanistan, I would go work in the cash, and so I would be doing medical stuff. Why? Because before I joined the army, I was already in medical. I was already in EMT school, trying to be a firefighter as a young kid because my father. That's the route my dad took. So I had some basic military uh, medical experience. I went to the cash, and I'd work on whatever I can. I've worked on burnt families. I've worked on gunshot wounds. I've worked on whatever. But this is an infantryman just trying to expand my training and as well as just enjoying the fact that I like being in the room and trying to work with the medical side. So as an infantry dude, um, I'm expecting the fire is going to be very exhilarating. I thought I was going to have that same adrenaline dump as kicking in a door. I missed it, right? I missed that fear. That's kind of why I enjoyed the prison because there was moments where things got very intimate in there with another uh, another inmate, with whether you're th- grabbing them, snatching them, throwing them down, whether they're trying to throw piss on you, whatever the case, there's that sense of adrenaline dump that, I, that I've been missing for years. And so uh, that being said, uh, I, I, I went to my second fire, and it was actually a... Uh, it was a tour bus that caught on fire, an old band for that was pretty big on MTV at the time called Kenna. Um, they are all running out of their their uh, tour bus, and I'm lead on the hose, and I'm in there. So I'm inside of this, and it's, it's the best scenario we could potentially have for a, a first-time firefighter. Uh, the fire's not very big. I am lead on the hose, and I get to kind of just spray it down. Essentially, what happened was a battery kind of leaked, and for some reason caught fire and burned pretty much where above that was where they kept all their clothes, so like the jackets and, and a closet. So I ended up taking out the fire, helping out with my buddy, you know, and, and, and did a few minutes on that, and then I went outside and kind of uh, sat there, and I'm in this chair. It's like a recovery chair, so we took turns of just continuing to clear out the the vehicle and all that and I sat there and I was like this is not what the fuck I expected this is not like the feeling I thought I was going to have in fighting a fire now obviously this is not a major fire this is not like a serious structure fire which everyone dreams of that structure fire kind of like freaking backdraft kind of kind of feel but it was a fire nonetheless it was hot in there I felt the heat you know and I got to fight the fire and it turned me off. It was not what I wanted. I missed the life of kicking in the door. I missed the life of the potential of getting shot in the face. Why? I have no idea why, right? It's something that now is ingrained in me as as a was it was ingrained in me as a young adult and I thought I was over it. I thought I was different. I thought I used to be a very you know, athletic and artsy kid, didn't want nothing to do with the kind of like that. I I like to fight, but I didn't, it just, war wasn't my thing. I didn't think it was. And then I got there and it became a thing, right? It became like my lifestyle. And so that's why 
I decided to walk completely against the fire department, walk away from it, and go towards law enforcement. For no other reason, I just was still missing something inside of me. I was still missing the burn, right? The fire and the, the threat of potentially losing my life. I have no idea what it is. I, I, don't, I know I'm not the only one like this. I think a lot of my infantry buddies uh, can say the same. They miss that world. The fire department is an amazing career. My father and my brother are both firefighters. My, my father's ret- retired 32 years. My, my brother is a captain, uh, is a captain in, in Chandler, Arizona. You know what I mean? So it's part of the family, and I still wish um, my heart told me, you know, was content with that lifestyle, but it just never was. That's why I went to Border border Patrol. That's why I went Special Operations as soon as I did. Why did I go the medical route? Because I was kind of done being a shooter. I I wanted to try and be the medical side of it. I wanted to be the best medic a tactical team could have in the civilian space. Why? Because I knew the tactical world so well. I can teach it. I, I, I understood it, and I've been there enough to experience it that I'm not a liability to for the tactical team, yet I'm another asset to them. I was an asshole medic. I was an asshole medic because I didn't fucking, you know, like when, when I didn't kiss their fucking ass, right? When, when, a, when a tack dude fucking busted his nose for tackling an, an, an illegal freaking documented, illegally documented um, drug smuggler and, and busted his nose, I looked at it and said, all right, cool. You're fine. Go put eyes on it. And he was like, that's it? I'm like, yeah, fucking right. That's it. If you get shot, I'll be there. If you bust your nose like something silly, dude, you're good. You know how to fix yourself. I'm not, you know, that wasn't me as a medic, right? There's, there's a lot of guys that are great medics in that sense. Me, I'm a shooting medic, man. I, my mindset was I, I'm hoping to be there on the worst day so I can, you know, my team is already trained up on how to put tourniquets on and how to put pressure dressings on and how to, you know what I mean, and how to assess their patients and all that stuff enough what they need to do to get them to definitive care. I just want to be the guy there to make sure it's all done right and continue on whether I have to do um, any kind of airways or whatnot, right? Because I was, uh, in in that time, I was considered an EMTI. We were, were able to do uh airways that were different than, than the average bear, whatever the case. Cool. So when did I know I was, I was done transitioning out of the civilian world? I mean, out of the military into the civilian world. I didn't, I didn't, it was a mindset. At one point you got to stop blaming everyone, right? There's no, there's nothing. There's not like, if you're waiting for the fucking sign that you have, you have, uh, integrated into the civilian culture, uh, you're probably going to continue to wait for a sign. There's no sign. It's it's a fucking mentality. It's it's an acceptance that you are no longer that guy. Be proud of it, right, and move on. But stop blaming everyone around you. I keep telling people this: like, look in the fucking mirror and make that decision. No shit. Go walk over there to the mirror, the same one that you fucking brush your teeth in every goddamn day, the same one you shave your fucking face. Look at it and say, hey, stop being an idiot. Stop fucking up your own life. Because there's no one to blame out here. There's no one to fucking blame. You can't blame your wife. You can't blame your kids. You can't blame your fucking the government. You can't blame nothing. You just got to fucking figure it out. Because no one else is going to fucking hold your hand to go get fucking help. That's it. Like, I made a fucking decision. I'm going to stop being a fucking uh, 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 a victim. I'm going to stop telling myself that PTSD is, is, is ruining me. Well, yeah, well, it was not helping, so I had went and got help. Right? I'm going to stop telling people that... Uh, you know, uh, that, that I just miss it so much and, and, and I can't continue or I have to drink because of this stuff. I stopped telling myself that I needed to drink on the anniversary date of my friends because it wasn't helping. It wasn't conducive to my life. I wasn't getting better as a person, right? 3% of the world's population, of the United States' population has served. There's a lot of people that haven't served and are never going to understand what you've gone through. But they're going to they're gonna feel, they're gonna feel for you, right? They give a fuck. But they just don't get you. And that's fine. Who gives a fuck? 
the world does not have to feel bad for you. The world does not have to feel sorry for you. So, so in my head, it's like, it's a mindset. You have to make that conscious decision that I'm done being a victim. I'm done blaming everyone around me. I'm done blaming it on everything. If you have serious PTSD, get help. Find a counselor. Try and get a rapid eye movement treatment. Uh, there's so many things you can do, right? Uh, if, you, if you're struggling in your relationship, get help. Get counseling, right? If you're struggling in a relationship, look in the mirror. It's probably something you're doing, right? You're probably drinking too much. You're probably, I don't know, paying more attention to your friends. You're probably not engaged, right? You're just probably not there. You know, if you, if you, if you feel like, you, you know, you're not being a good dad, well, then be a good dad, right? Spend more time with them. Get off your ass and fucking go play with your damn kids, right? Teach them right from wrong. I, I don't know how else to explain this. I, like, there's no time in my life where I woke up and like, you are cured, Fuck no, man. I just woke up and said, fuck, dude. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get back in shape. That's like, that's how I am now. Like, I'm out of shape. Fuck yeah, I'm out of shape. Why? Because I let myself get out of shape. There's no fucking real excuse for that. Did I have a heart condition that was fucking weird? Yeah, but that didn't, that didn't fucking, that heart condition didn't make me eat fucking in and out every other fucking day because I goddamn love it, right? Like, that heart condition didn't fucking make me drink all the damn beer I was drinking. That heart condition didn't make me freaking order pizza all the damn time. I love Papa John's. No, I fucking did it, man. I, I, I got to fucking take blame for that shit. The reason I'm fat ass right now is because I fucking did it to myself. No one was shoving food down my damn throat. And so that, then I take it. That's it. It is what it is. Accountability. Self-accountability. Check yourself, homie. I need to lose weight. So I woke up and got in the gym. I'm focusing on my diet. I'm trying to make sure I eat right. You know what I mean? And, and so that's, that is what it is. Like I think I think people put too much thought into it. And have to identify, it's a mindset, man. Put your mind where it needs to be. If, if your shit's fucked up, fix it. If you're out of shape, eat better and work out. If you're unhappy, find out what the root of that unhappiness is, whether it's yourself, if you look in the mirror, or someone in, that's in your space. That's, that's, that's all I can really, really say. So that's for that subject. I'm getting off that. We're going to something else. Doom, 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 doom. Uh, so here's a cool one, man. Here's a cool one. This guy, this guy poses, who's this? Uh, Tactical Beaverco. It says, I don't even know who this is. Let me, let me go on there. Tactical Beaver Co. It's another t-shirt company. Uh, Tactical Beaver Co. That's kind of funny. All right, cool. Hey, Tactical Beaver Co. Cool. Thanks for the question, man. It says, uh, uh, the difficulty of branching off of from friends and starting your own venture. That's always going to be that's always gonna be tough, right? I guess you can say that's kind of what I've done, but I didn't, right? I did and I didn't. It's interesting. A lot of people think that I owned Black Rifle Coffee. I've never owned Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, I've always been friends with the guy who's own it. You know what I mean? Why don't I own it? That's not a question to ask me, right? It's just when when it was all created and we were marketing and pushing it out, it's just it just wasn't offered to me. Which that's that's business, right? It's that's what you do. Do I support the guys? Yeah, man. Will I wear their shirts? Yeah. Will I drink the coffee? Fuck yeah, right? But but it is what it is. Like business is a strange strange world, and especially doing it with friends. I think JT said it best in like. In the um in in the movie Range Fifteen, the documentary talking about like doing something like a movie with your friends, that's gonna test friendship. I think movie, I think business tests friendship. Uh, I think the best quote that Matt always says, and, and I think he's completely correct, is that everybody overvalues themselves. Everybody overvalues themselves. Everyone feels that they're doing more for the company than anyone else, right? It's, it's just kind of like I don't think anyone thinks they do more than Matt. Like Matt really is the, just the founder, and, and I feel like in my head he he's really started. A lot of the veteran entrepreneurs now can say 
that they there's a small percentage of the reasons why they're doing it because they've seen what Matt Best did. And, 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 I, and, I, and if you don't acknowledge that, I think that's kind of crazy. You know, Matt Best, and then you got, you got um, you know, what Grunt Style's done. You got what fucking Nick Palmashano's done, like, like at Ranger Up. So, so there's, I think there, there's something there. But branching off to my other thing, the only thing you do is this, man. If you find, like, here's, here's why I do what I do. Why, why do I walk away from the Drinker Bros podcast? Well, because the content's getting crazy, right? And there's, none, there's no other way around it. You can't. You, you will not see me in another room, another room with a stripper for no other reason. Is just I don't want to put myself in that position, right? Like, and that's all it is. It's like, but if I continue to do the Drinking Bros podcast, I would have to put myself in those positions. At the same time, I'd have to be right now at Shot Show. I didn't want to go to Shot Show. I had no real reason to be at Shot Show. So then, but I would have to since I'm part of the podcast. Be at Shot Show, like. I had to make decisions that were best for me personally, like my life. Twenty years from now, my kids are going to be sitting, sitting me, and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to answer to why I did a hundred something different pod, podcasts with Drinking Bros, and some of the content on there was fucking sketch. Now, is it my personality? Fuck yeah. There's a lot of funny shit that I enjoy laughing at. Right? There's some stuff on there that's fucking edgy, but in realistic, I can openly talk about some of that crazy shit because it's funny. But at the same time, there's a boundary that I like to keep. Right? There's some, there's some integrity. There's, there's some. Um, you know what I mean? There's, there's things out there that I want to try and keep, I guess, centered for my family's sake. You know what I mean? And so making that decision, was it hard? Hell yeah. I knew that I'm probably going to lose friends. I know I'm going to lose followers. I also know that, that freaking a lot of people are going to think I'm stupid, right? A lot of people think like, oh, that's dumb. You walked away from the podcast. Like, nah, I don't think so. You know, like you guys know my story. I've lost two, two marriages and, and, and I'm blessed I lost those, right? Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here feeling bad about any of that shit, but I do believe in marriage, right? I do believe in being a good father and it's hard to be those things surrounding yourself in that environment, right? And so, and me personally, I know me, I'd rather not put myself in a position to fucking fuck up my life all over again, right? And so it's, it's a hard decision you got to make, man. Um, you know, I'm happier right now. I'm happier the way I am because I don't feel stressed. I don't have to travel all the time for work. I don't. I was traveling a shit ton with, with Art15. And as much as I loved it and meeting all the fucking people and supporters of Range15 and, and Art15 and, and Matt Best's uh, YouTube channel, I also love being home. And yesterday I played in the snow with my fucking kids. I built a fucking a pathway. We did some bobsled team shit, right? That to me... Uh, the it, it it goes like this. It goes like this. Here you go. This, this, is, this is something that's, that I'll explain it. In the end of the day, when I'm lying on my deathbed, who's going to be holding my hand? All right? If I continue to live the lifestyle where I'm gone, I'm gone, and justify in my fucking head that it's good for the family and it's good for the kids, I'm full of shit. Right? That's the truth. I'm full of shit. I know what I need to do to build myself as an entertainer. So I chose this route. Is it easier? Fuck no. It's a lot harder. But is it worth it? Fuck yes it is. Do you drive your kids every fucking morning to school? Do you pick them up? Do you cook dinner every fucking night? Do you get to help them with their fucking homework? Do you teach your kid how to throw a curveball? Do you teach your daughters how to do a double leg takedown? I do. Why? Because I made a fucking hard choice. I had to walk away. Do I still own Article 15? Yeah, I own a small percentage of Article 15 still. Will I still do Article 15 promotions? Fuck yeah, if the guy's calling, I'm home, and fucking I'm available, let's do it. Do I wear Article 15 all day long? I fucking continue to rep my companies. 
I rep fucking uh, Let's Lose Whiskey all fucking day. I run the Instagram. You know what I mean? So, so it's like I'm still there as a partner. I just can't do all the things that they do. My life isn't set up that way. And personally, I've set it up the way it is now, and I'm happier with that. So long-winded answer, but um, what is it? Tactical Beaver Co.? Dude, sometimes you're going to have to make a decision what's best for you, personally. You got to reach down inside and see what you want for your life and choose that. And you know what I mean? And if it's starting all over, it's never fucking easy. But I, I feel like uh, you'll be happier doing what you believe is better, right? Like, I never expected I was going to be acting, but did I want to? Fuck yeah. And now that I am, cool, right? I didn't expect that I'm gonna that things are going to be going the way they are. But you know what? I'm always working my ass off, right? I'm always trying to build... I can't rely on anyone to the left and to the right. That's to. I can't expect any of them to care more about me than me. You see what I'm saying? Everyone, the only person that's going to look out for my best interest is myself above anyone else. Do I have close friends that look out like, dude, me and Matt still talk. You know, like we're boys. Everyone's boys. We're all friends. But the fact is like, I don't know what Matt does during the day. And, and my concern is my kids, my wife, my family first. And so, and theirs is the same. So in knowing that, when you go into business, understand that you have to look out for you and take care of you first. Always keep your integrity. Don't ever fucking sell out, right? Like, like there's I've had opportunities. Several people come to me and like wanted me to jump onto the to a coffee companies, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't make sense. My boys own a black rifle. Doesn't make sense. I wouldn't I would not own another coffee company because my boys own black rifle. Why would I f- fucking do that? That makes no sense. Right? But that's that's how it has to be. That's that's business. It's a weird weird fucking space to be in. Just uh, if your friends are worth it, you you keep keep your friends close. But still, if you have to make a decision that's best for you, then uh, then make it, man. Make it. Hey, I'm gonna be done with this podcast. I gotta go start cooking lunch and all that other crap. But check this out. Tomorrow I'm gonna do a podcast on my mm, Ranger. School. Oh, so this, this is a good topic. How to prepare for your first combat deployment. This is real quick. We can do this real quick. This would be a great topic, not just a technical, but a mental, emotional prep. Kind of if if I could do this over again. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's funny. Rocktran. It's a R-O-K-K underscore T-R-A-N. This is actually one of my privates. Um, Yeah, I trained him. So that's pretty cool. Um, how to prepare for, let's do that. You know what? Let's do the next podcast because I'm going to do the next podcast because I'm going to wrap it up with my ranger school stories. I got a, I'll just tell you my ranger school experience and how fucking crazy it was. It was a mess. Anything that could go wrong went wrong for me, but, uh, we got through it. So, uh, Thanks, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget all the, all the podcast sponsors. Check them out. Use those promo codes. If you guys use them and buy them, let me know, man. I'm interested to see who's actually buying shit. All right. Oh, my God. I forgot to talk about Lisa Beds. That's still one of my one of my um, sponsors, Lisa Beds. If you guys don't know, like I do sleep on a Lisa Bed. All right. If you guys want to tune out, you can right now. But Lisa Beds, check it out. Vinny Rock is, is, is uh, the promo code. There's nothing bad to say about it. I sleep on that bed every night, and I've slept better than I ever have in my entire life. And that is a fact. There's no fucking gimmicks to that. Uh, you know, Lisa Beds is probably going to freaking, you know, they're not going to like my podcast because I forgot about it. But I'm not worried about it because the fact is, it is a dope-ass bed. If you guys are looking to buy a bed in a box, I highly recommend it. If you're looking to buy a Lisa Bed, go check them out. I have a promo code for you called Vinny Rock. Check it out. Either way, you guys... Fucking think about one thing. If I, if you took anything from this fucking podcast, think about this. Who's going to hold your hand at night? Who's going to hold your hand at night when you're dying in your deathbed? Is it going to be your family? Because you were there for them and they're there for you? 
or is it going to be your your your, your or, or is it going to be an empty room? Because all your buddies, all your tactical buddies, all your all your friends, they all have their own lives. Everyone has their own lives to live. And I'm telling you right now, you have to determine who do you want in that room when you're lying in your deathbed. Me personally, I hope my kids are there. I hope my wife's there. Maybe a couple dogs. All right. I'm out.